The Makeover, Episode 1 What they want, said Miss Tilney, is use, and I lack it. I'm not sure I ever had it. Not the kind of use they seem to want, anyway. Her friend Mrs Nash nodded and stirred the chicken stew. She feared it was sticking. Shall I lay for us both? said Miss Tilney, rising from the yellow chair she always chose when Eleanor invited her to share her supper. It was the more uncomfortable of the two chairs in the kitchen. She felt it was the least she could do. I was never perky, she said, as the stew was served. It had stuck a little. Or up to date. Not even when I was young. Eleanor Nash stole a quick glance at her friend's profile. The large pinkish nose, the scraped back grey hair, the watery blue eyes. Perky isn't everything, Diana, she said. Well, it can't be my references, said Miss Tilney, because they are excellent. Indeed they were. Miss Tilney had been a brilliant librarian, and she had the letters to prove it. Mary just loved The Little White Horse. It's now her favourite book. Thanks to you, Francis is reading every night before he goes to sleep. Dear Miss Tilney, thank you so much for your help with researching my family history. Miss Tilney was a vital and much-loved part of our team. There was quite a collection of them gathered over the years. In recent weeks, Miss Tilney had developed the habit of taking the letters out of their plastic sleeves and rereading them last thing at night. They gave her courage. She had been searching for a new job for five months now, and it was not going well. Last night, not even reading the letters had prevented her lying awake worrying. She was afraid there might be some difficulty with next month's rent on the bed-sitting room she occupied in her friend's house. Of course, Eleanor was too kind to make a fuss, but it would be quite hard to bear, particularly in view of all her other kindnesses. Eleven years ago, Miss Tilney had left work to look after her mother. Her mother's illness had taken odd twists and turns and her death came later than expected. The house went on the debts. If it had not been for Eleanor offering her a room at such a reasonable rate, Miss Tilney did not know what she would have done. Her hand trembled a little as she raised the fork to her mouth. It had taken her a while to realise that the world no longer wanted her. She had felt quite jaunty walking to her first interview, even though in her absence the libraries had been rehoused in bright concrete and glass structures, with bean bags and coffee machines and a general air of energy and purpose that made her feel quite exhausted. No, she had not worked for some time. No, she did not have computer skills. But I am sure I can learn she added desperately at the fourth interview. Her questioners, who appeared very young, almost like children themselves, in fact, said that of course there were reskilling programmes available. But they said it doubtfully, with an air of already having lost interest in Miss Tilney and her references. She shed a few tears in the privacy of her room and then gave herself a good talking to. Diana? She said, you were not brought up to buckle at the first hurdle. She lowered her sights a little, 
and applied first for jobs as a personal assistant, where she thought her organisational skills might be appreciated, and then as a receptionist. She'd been quite hopeful on her way to the last interview. The job seemed to consist of little more than answering the phone and showing people through to the office. She had felt almost as if the job were hers already, and had allowed herself a little daydream about treating Eleanor to a short break in Devon. The startled look on the existing receptionist's face when Miss Tilney calmly said she was there for the interview was her first inkling. She was a very pretty girl, and Miss Tilney admired her dress very much, though she thought it might leave her a little cold about the knees. She thinks I'm too old, she realised. What nonsense! Why, my brain is quite as sharp as ever it was. She felt almost angry at the notion. She did not know quite why, but the girl's reaction put her off her stride. She was aware that her answers were flustered, The young man behind the desk kept looking through his papers for something. She was suddenly afraid it might be her date of birth. "'We will let you know, Miss Tilney,' he said, opening the door. Miss Tilney tried to compose her lips into a bright smile. Her back was very straight as she walked out of the office. Eleanor Nash, noticing the pinkish tinge to Miss Tilney's eyes that evening, made up her mind to cook roast lamb and never mind the expense. Two weeks passed. Miss Tilney felt unwell. Eleanor was worried. Diana was never ill. She set about persuading her to confide. "'It's not as if I can actually do anything about my age, Eleanor,' Miss Tilney said. "'Of course they don't actually say I'm too old.' They just think it. What am I to do? 